Hey, dive buddies. You've loved scuba diving, but life happens and you haven't been in the water for a while. How do you know when it's time to get a scuba skills update? Get on your gear because it's time to descend into another episode of the Under Pressure Divecast. I'm your host, Scuba Steve. Scuba diving is a fun and exciting adventure sport and take it from me, you can be a scuba diver. And to help you get there, the Under Pressure Divecast is dedicated to promoting and discussing recreational scuba diving. So come on, let's make our descent. Okay, so no, no um, public scuba news this week because quite frankly, I'm doing the live stream a day early and I didn't get any news prepared. But um, I am excited about some personal news and that is that I finally finally finished my recertification as an instructor for SSI. So I am very much looking forward to getting back in the water with students after a little bit of a break. Um, and maybe at some point I'll talk about that experience, but uh, it went pretty smoothly and now I'm ready for more students. So that's awesome. Looking forward to sharing the sport of scuba with uh, the people who are interested. So we're gonna go through uh, uh, a couple things about scuba skills updates today. And uh, we're going to talk about what a scuba skills update really is. Uh, what is, what are some of the time limits around scuba certification? And then when should you get uh, a scuba skills update? Uh, and, and how should you go about uh, either making that decision or, uh, or approaching the update itself? So let's get into it. So what is a scuba skills update? Or I think the, um, that's, that's the SSI term for it. The PADI term is a scuba refresher course. Um, and I can't speak to the exact content of the um, PADI uh, product or NAWI or any of the other products that are out there. Um, but in principle, the idea of getting an update when you're going to go diving after a, a, an absence uh, from the water is it should be the same across most of the or, or all of the brands or all of the agencies because it's not a, a difficult concept it's not like we're all going to put our own um, the I guess the point is what's important about scuba diving doesn't change with the agency that you're diving with so what are the things that matter with the, um, the, the scuba skills update, uh, and what are you going to cover? Well, you're going to go over academic concepts, you know, things, knowledge work, uh, you know, how your body behaves underwater or how, uh, the physics around your body in the water, um, you need to be, you may need reminding on why the the body or why and how the body adapts to being at pressure so you'll go through that stuff um you'll obviously refresh your water skills so things like gear assembly uh hand signals um the the standard underwater skills like mass clearing regulator retrieval uh air sharing um you know in in emergency situation scenarios you may do an air share with an ascent with uh, your dive buddy. Um, so those are kind of the, the in water skills that you can expect to go through. And those are important, right? Because, um, 
understanding how to assemble the gear and what hand signals mean what you may you may find that two or three of the hand signals you know you have no problem with but um, what if things aren't okay do you remember the i'm not okay hand signal are you remembering that this doesn't mean i'm good right a lot of times especially for new divers you do a thumbs up people think okay i'm i'm good yeah that's great well you know, we in, in scuba diving, that means we're going to make an ascent. So um, you, you may remember some of the hand signals from your original training, but you might not remember all of them. There are about nine or 10 that you really need to know on every dive. Uh, and then there's wildlife, so, you know, signals for wildlife, signals for other things that might occur on a dive that you might want to um, uh, refresh yourself for. Uh, so that's that's one of the things you're going to do. And then the standard skills, like I talked about, are going to be the water skills that that uh, you really are going to use those on every single dive, right? Every time we we go on a dive, um, we clear our masks. Um, you're probably not going to have to retrieve your regulator on every dive, but there are. It is not uncommon to have to retrieve a, uh, a regulator on a dive if you're swimming in a group of people and someone's fin knocks your regulator out of your mouth. We don't want to be panicked about it. Um, we might swim a little bit further away from, from, uh, the group, staying close to your buddy, but being away from a group and, you know, how are you going to, to get that regulator back and, and stuff like that. So those things matter, uh, you know, virtually every single dive, there are going to be things that, that, uh, skills that you're going to review that are going to matter each time. So something else you might cover in a, in a scuba skills update is, changes to common practice. And one of the things I can speak specifically to is when I started scuba diving uh, in 2002, the recreational limit without additional training was 100 feet. And with additional training, you could go to 130 feet or one more, basically one more atmosphere. And since that time, the scuba industry has become a little bit more conservative and open water scuba divers are generally uh, I'm going to say limited to 60 feet. Um, there, there's nobody who's going to uh, look at your computer when you get back on the boat and 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 uh, give you a hard time if you went to 64 feet and you're not trained in in deep water diving. But um, but there's reasons for that, and so changes to standards and common practice evolve over time as we learn more about um, the underwater environment and we understand more about what keeps divers safe. And so we're not gonna talk about, you know, why that limit exists or whatever, but it did change over the nearly 20 years that I've been diving. And so that happens. Our understanding of the, the diving sport, the sport of diving changes, and those things can come up during a scuba skills update as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to talk briefly about the fact that new gear could be available to you. Um, this is not necessarily an opportunity for your dive shop to sell you a whole new rig, but you know, for example, we're now seeing a lot more of two products that that might matter to some divers. Um, specifically, full face masks are becoming more popular and more available, and heads up display products are becoming more available. And, and so you may find yourself being interested 
in having one or the one of those products and you get introduced to them, you know, when you go in the shop and, and, you know, are looking through things or you're talking to your dive instructor, when you're doing your scuba skills update, it's an opportunity to get caught up a little bit on the sport and the equipment involved because it does change. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, scuba equipment uh, is very standardized, right? There's the, the, the primary regulator or, or I, excuse me, the first stage and second stage regulators work very much the same uh, now as they did uh, 20 years ago. Uh, maybe they're, they're, they breathe a little easier or whatever, but the technology hasn't changed dramatically. And so at least not from a consumer standpoint of what, what does it look like? How do I operate it? That hasn't changed a lot for a lot of scuba products. Um, but there are advances in diving that will make your diving more comfortable, maybe more safe. Um, you know, certainly every year or two, there's a new action cam that you can, you can get. Uh, so, so there are also aspects of diving that do change. And so, or in terms of gear that do change that you can use, uh, or you can get introduced to, and you may not care. You know, if, um, it took me probably three or four years of scuba diving before I even thought about taking a camera underwater. And that was a choice that I made um, because I didn't want to be distracted with a camera while I was still new and not, you know, fully capable of maintaining good buoyancy without thinking about it um, and stuff like that. So I think there's, there are reasons to be careful, but as you, as you advance as a diver, your needs change, your gear interests might change, and then the sport changes. So um, that's something that, to keep in mind. Uh, that you also get during your uh, scuba skills update, you're gonna get the opportunity to speak with a dive professional, you know, in a very small group and get questions answered. And so that can be nice because you can get, uh, you know, you might have a question you've been wondering about for a really long time, or you might have a question that you feel like you might be self-conscious asking somebody on the boat where, you know, this person, you are paying them to help you be a better diver and refresh your skills. So it's a great opportunity uh, in a safe place to ask a question about diving. So uh, that's another reason uh, or another part of the experience of getting a scuba skills update. And then uh, you can you know, there's going to be a series of things that the, that you're going to be going through as part of the process, but you can also tell your instructor, Hey, I've got these two or three concerns about my diving. You know, um, I go through air really fast. I don't really remember how to put this part of my equipment together, or, um, I don't understand how to read my computer, uh, you know, and, and what does this mean? You know, so you, you might have a question about your diving that, um, that they can help answer. So that's kind of an overview of what you can expect when you're looking at, uh, the, uh, scuba skills update. The next thing is I wanted to talk about is some of the time limits surrounding scuba diving. And so what is the time limit on scuba diving certification? Well, there isn't one. So when, once you become scuba certified, that's a lifetime 
certification, and that's industry-wide. So when do you have to get a scuba skills update? As a certified open water diver, you never have to get an update. And we'll talk about, uh, well, the next thing is when should you get a scuba skills update? And, and so let's figure out why, you know, what kind of criteria might we use or why we might get a scuba skills update um, and maybe uh, how frequently. So, you know, if you've been out of the water for less than six months, my, my, and, and you feel comfortable with your skills, then, you know, grab your gear, get in the pool at your shop and make sure that you still know what you're doing. You know, if, if it hasn't been that long since you've been in the water and you can, you can get some pool time. And if you're using your own gear, that's great. If you have to rent gear, you know, put that rental gear together. And if you can get it put together properly and you can get underwater and you can make, you know, do a couple of entries, um, and, and then roll through the skills. Uh, in our shop, we have all of the skills on posters on the wall. So you can, uh, well, they're not visual posters, but they're bullet points of what you're supposed to be able to do. Um, so you can surface, look at the wall, say, okay, I got to do these three things. Try them out. Can you do them? Um, so that's uh, one thing. If it's been... And then you can make the decision, you know, has it, do I feel comfortable enough that I did everything well enough to be safe in the water and to enjoy the dive? If it's been more than six months, um, uh, you know, you might, uh, I'm sorry, if it's been more than a, a year, then uh, if you've logged hundreds of dives, you might say, well, you know, but you took two years off, you might say, well, I don't, I'm okay. I'd still get in the pool, you know, put your stuff together, make sure you still know how to do it. Um, in my own case, I have logged hundreds of dives and uh, I was out of the water for a couple of years here recently. Um, and I'm not sure if I talked about that in, in a previous episode, but you know, I've been busy, so okay. Uh, but I made the choice to go ahead and get back in the water and in the pool. And then, uh, you know, I didn't do a scuba skills update because I was doing my instructor update with an, a dive instructor trainer. So, but it was, you know, we're covering the same basic material uh, in terms of you know, skill set and stuff. So even though I've done a lot in the water, I still made sure that I spent time in the water, not only on my own, but also with an instructor. And in this case, uh, it's a little bit more in depth than, than what a regular open water diver might need, but that's okay. Um, and there's no part of it, I think is people want to feel like they shouldn't have to get an update or something, or you might feel embarrassed about it. Um, I, I think it's really important that we don't stigmatize that at all. Um, if you feel like you need some time in the water with a professional, um, get on, get on the schedule and just do it. Um, so, you know, the, the, 
So if you've been in the out of the water for a short amount of time, and I threw six months out, but that's fairly arbitrary. It's your decision. Um, you know your comfort level, but if it has not been very long since you were in the water and you feel comfortable with your diving skills, okay. If it's been longer, you have to take a more uh, critical look at whether or not you really can make that assessment. You know, if it's been a year and a half or two years since you were in the water, are you really the best person to make the judgment as to whether or not you, you have the, uh, retained enough of your skills to be safe and comfortable in the water? So that's something to think about. One of the things that uh, I would encourage, though, is, you know, we have these scuba skills update programs, um, and if you need them, I certainly encourage you to use one. Uh, but one of the things we can do is avoid the problem altogether. And even here in Fort Collins, Colorado, we can dive locally, which means that you can get in the water much more regularly than only when you can go to the beach, especially in the last year and a half, 18 months, whatever, um, almost 24 months now where uh, travel has been a little bit uh, or maybe a lot uh, restrictive. Uh, but try to find ways to dive locally. And if you're fortunate enough to live on a coast, then you have a great opportunity to do some, some diving, uh, uh, some local diving in the ocean. In our case, we're going to do freshwater diving. And that might be, you know, here in, in uh, one of our reservoirs, which means we get to do, uh, you know, we can work on navigation and low visibility and, and uh, work on skills like that, search and recovery. So we can, we can do a lot of interesting things and not leave home. And, and we can travel wherever we can go by car and, and dive as well. So there's, there's that opportunity. Um, schedule re regular pool time at your local dive shop. So if you, if you can't, you know, if going to the reservoir is just not your thing, or maybe, you know, you live in a region where you really don't have uh, good local diving available, that's okay too, you know, but get in the pool at your local dive shop and and just swim around make sure you put the equipment together swim around do the skills you know and and hopefully your dive shop can come up with some some fun and entertaining things to do in the pool while you're practicing your skills your dive shop may have um events we have a couple of events every year at at our shop and uh so you know is that something that you could participate in just to get in the water get your equipment on and, uh, you know, keep that, keep those skills more fresh. Um, set, set yourself some scuba goals. So I want to have, you know, 50 dives by the end of whatever the year, or I want to dive with 20 different people. You know, I want to dive with 20 different dive buddies by the end of the year, or I want to dive in three different kinds of water or I want to do different types of dives. You know, can you wreck dive in freshwater? Sure. You know, we have a, a reservoir um, just outside of Denver that has a plane, and I think they've got a bus down there um, that you can swim around. So uh, you, you have, look for opportunities to dive instead of using the fact that you can't go to, uh, you know, Bonaire or Roatan 
as an excuse not to dive. Uh, work on advancing your certifications and specialties. So, so that gives you the opportunity to get in the water, whether it's again, the pool or uh, a local dive opportunity. You can, uh, you know, look at the things you're interested. Are you interested in photography? Are you interested in, in uh, nitrox and the advantages to diving that gas? Are you interested in diving deeper? Uh, all of those things, and there, there are many specialties in diving, marine uh, uh, biology identification, right? So, so when you actually go underwater and you see something, you know what it is. So that can be pretty cool and it can make the dives that you do in uh, on vacation even more exciting and more interesting because you actually know what you saw versus someone who saw, you know, 27 different kinds of fish. So that's something to, to think about. Uh, look at certifications and specialties and then your local dive shop should be able to help you. You know, they should be able to say, okay, we want to put a package together where you learn about these things and what are the skills that are going to help you do that? What are the pool activities that are going to help you do that? Um, what relevant local diving opportunities are going to help you do that? And so hopefully your local dive shop can help you put that together. I, I kind of want to leave when, when we're talking about scuba skills updates, I kind of want to leave you with, with the thought of what do you want to spend your time doing while you're on a dive trip? You know, do you want to spend your time fumbling around with your equipment? Do you want to spend it nervous and stressed out? Do you want to spend it going through air really fast? Or do you want to be able to be relaxed and confident and really be able to enjoy the underwater world? which is why we went on vacation in the first place. So spending a few minutes in the, or even a few hours in the pool and in the classroom with an instructor, or uh, alternatively, just making sure that you're getting out into your local dive community and dive environment on a regular basis so you don't need to get in the pool with an instructor. Um, those are both really good ways to make sure that you are going to get the most out of your next scuba diving adventure. In the Gear Junkies Garage this week, audio listeners, it's, it's, I don't even know what to tell you. It's just not as exciting if you watch the, if you do it on, uh, do the audio. Um, but you can do it in your car. So, all right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, gear that maybe you don't think about all the time. And this actually came up in my, uh, because of my recertification process. But I, I think it's worth talking about in general. And that is the idea of, of first aid uh first aid kit that that you have handy and for most divers i would not necessarily recommend uh an o2 kit uh like you see here but um when you when you look at uh, a first aid kit it is good to have uh, a first aid kit in your dive equipment and take it with you when you go to a dive site if you're traveling locally if you're um and if you're just totally gung-ho and you have a way of getting oxygen, you can go ahead and get an O2 kit. Um, here in Colorado, it's a little harder to get uh, oxygen that we can use, 100% oxygen that we can use with that. Um, so I wouldn't recommend, you know, just a, a regular person do that. But when you're talking about the, the a first aid kit that you can have available, um, it's, it's really just good practice to add that. They're not super expensive 
and you can put it in your car or your dive bag and and just make sure you have it. There's a couple of things when you're when you're diving locally that you want to know, and that's you know where is EMS going to come from and how long is it going to take them? Uh, what kind of facilities are available to you in terms of you know is there somewhere that close by that's going to have uh, uh, medical support? Um, you know, are you going to be on your own for an hour or two hours or, or whatever? Those are all really important things to understand. And so I would encourage you to, to think about putting, you know, putting a first aid kit in your, uh, in your dive gear, one that's set up for scuba diving, um, you know, and the kinds of accidents that are going to be likely to happen. So for, um, you know, are you going to need a splint? Uh, probably not as likely as some of the other things in the kit, like a pocket mask or something like that. So uh, now you could drop a tank on somebody's foot and need to splint it. And so that could happen. But, um, uh, you know, one that's a, a first aid kit that's geared toward scuba diving um, is worth considering. In the tip of the week this week, uh, just kind of playing off of the idea of the first aid kit and safety. Um, when you're diving, whether it's local with a dive group or on a boat or at a destination, um, there's a couple things to just ask about. You know, do you have a first aid kit? Do you have an O2 kit? And then where are they? You know, and I've heard horror stories and, you know, you can, you know, of people opening a uh, first aid kit to find fishing tackle, uh, stuff like that. Uh, it, you don't want to be, you know, aggressive or rude, but this is stuff that could save a life if something were to happen, uh, especially if you're going to be on a boat and you're going to be, you know, an hour from shore or something like that. Or you're going to be, um, you know, when we dive up at our reservoir, we're, we could probably have an ambulance in 15 minutes, maybe, you know, and I'm just guessing, I don't really know, but it's not the standard because we're not in town at that point. And so it's important to understand what that impact is going to do to any, anybody who ends up becoming a patient, um, rather than just a scuba diver. So it's something to think about, ask where the first aid kit is, ask where an O2 kit is. If you don't know how to use an O2 kit, uh, if you're going to dive a lot, the more people that are trained with O2, the safer our sport becomes, right? So sign up for training and get trained to use it um, so that if you're on a boat or at a dive site and somebody gets hurt uh, or needs assistance, you can provide it and, like I said, make our sport just a little bit uh, just a little bit safer. All right, so that's all I've got this week. Um, you can contact the show. You can contact me personally at scuba Steve at underpressuredriveblog.com. Uh, like it's on the screen, so scuba Steve S K U B A Steve at updiveblog.com. Visit our website at underpressuredriveblog.com. You can find the audio version of the show at uh, on your favorite podcatcher. 
You can find me on social media pretty much everywhere that I pay attention to is at Scuba Steve under Pressure Dive Blog um, or shorthand of that S K U B A Steve U P D B uh, on basically Twitter, Instagram, and that we've got a Facebook page, but those are the ones I pay attention to. Um, so you can contact there if you've got any questions, if you've got suggestions for topics, um, if you've got a different experience, leave a note in the, or leave a comment below the video and let us know what your experience has been, uh, with, uh, scuba skills updates or how you decide if your scuba skills are up to par. And with that, I'd like to thank you for watching today. Uh, here on YouTube or listening to the audio program if you're an audio listener. On the left side, you will see a playlist with more episodes for your binge-watching pleasure. And don't forget to subscribe with the button in the middle of the screen or below and ring the bell so you're notified of new content. The surface interval's over. Get out there and dive.